Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. chapter 5. We're going to be reading a few verses there. If you brought your Bible, take it out. Take out your notebook, your pens. We take notes because we want to remember everything that God is speaking into our lives. So Galatians chapter 5, we're going to be reading starting in verse 13. Are you there? Yeah? It says, you, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want say I'm not to do whatever I want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law I love that there is freedom in God I love that as we read his word, we can always learn, we can always grow, that his word is relevant to our lives. And as we've been talking about this freedom, as we've been talking about our position in Christ as sons and as daughters, today we're going to be talking about the spirit and the flesh. And I want to talk to you this morning from this thought, at war with myself. Come on, that's the title for today's message, at war with myself. And before we start, why don't we pray and ask God to be with us in, in this moment. God, we thank you so much, Jesus. God, we thank you that you've allowed us to make it to church on this Sunday morning. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning, Jesus. God, we thank you that you love us, that you are for us, that you will never forsake us. And this morning, God, we just ask that you will speak to our hearts and to our souls. God, we come to you this morning with open hearts, open ears, open eyes, God, willing to learn from you this morning, willing to hear what you have for us, God. Pray that your spirit will be here, will be changing hearts, God, will be molding us and shaping us into the people that you want us to be. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. As I read these verses, I really started to think on this word conflict and i was thinking about conflict and really what conflict means is it's disagreement right when when two different thoughts perspective points of view come together and they disagree with each other conflict um really what it means it's it's contradiction you have something or someone that feels one way and something or someone else that feels the opposite way And we see conflict happen 
uh, everywhere in so many things. We see conflict happening in society today, right? We see conflict between countries. We see conflict in politics. We see conflict in society. We see conflict in our families. We see conflict in relationships. Have you ever been in conflict with something or someone? I know I have, right? And, and have you ever been in conflict with yourself? Being in conflict with yourself, you, you, you want something, but you know you should be doing something else, and you want to do this, but you really are not sure. You're in conflict with yourself. Thinking maybe this 4th of July, a few days ago, maybe you were in conflict with yourself if maybe you were wanting to take that extra slice of pie or that extra plate of food, right? And, and you really wanted it, but at the same time, you really wanted to be healthy and, and just, you know, not, not do that. You, you wanted to satisfy yourself, but at the same time, you, you wanted to take care of yourself. It's conflict, right? You maybe were thinking about uh, being bad. I'm just going to have this one slice. I want to be bad for a moment, but you also wanted to be good. It's conflict, Right? It, it happens to all of us. It happens in different situations and circumstances. Right? Maybe for you, conflict is, do I wake up right now or do I, do I stay in bed for another 30 minutes and, and, and just skip the workout? Come on. Maybe for you, it's, it's do, I, do I go to sleep now or do I watch another episode? Come on. Right? Maybe for you... It's, do I pick up my Bible and, and read? Do I take a moment to pray or should I just spend some time scrolling through, through Facebook or Instagram seeing what everyone is up to? Maybe the conflict within yourself is, should I be cutting corners or should I be sticking to my values? It's conflict. It's going to happen to you and it's going to happen to me. But what do we do when conflict happens? To me, one of the uh, biggest conflicts within myself that I face almost every day is, do I sleep in for another 30 minutes, or do I get up, get on my bike, and work out? I have this Peloton bike, and it's really cool. I really, really love it. It has all these live videos and classes, and it's really, really fun. It's something I really, really enjoy. But every morning, I struggle with the thought, do I get up or do I stay in bed? Like, I really, really want to get up, but I really, really want to stay in bed. I know it's going to be great for me, but maybe staying in bed will be better. It's conflict. And so you have these conflicting voices in your head. Have you ever had those voices? You have, like, one thing telling you something, then you have something else. And to me, I'm just laying in bed half asleep, and I'm contemplating life and my choices, And I feel like a part of me is telling me, Diana, if you make this decision, it's going to be good for you. Come on, get up. You're going to feel great. It's going to be amazing. But then there's this other voice that tells me, come on, girl, treat yourself. Sleep in a little bit today. You've been working hard. Come on, you should just take those 30 minutes, sleep a little bit. It's going to be good for you. Conflict is real. Some of us may have face conflict or maybe facing conflict in our families and relationships, right? Being, facing two different choices, trying to decide what are we going to do? Who are we going to follow? And we can easily face conflict within ourselves when it comes to the things of God, right? We 
those of us that have given our lives to Jesus, we want to honor God. And we want to live for God. And we want to do things that will please God, things that are in his will for our lives. But the flesh, it doesn't always want the same thing that God wants. Sometimes our wants, our desires, our feelings, what we want, opposes God's plan for our lives. And that's why we need to be careful. Paul's speaking about the flesh and the spirit, and the spirit is that part of us that is in constant awareness of Jesus. We were created with our spirit because our spirit, it, it enables us to, to hear from God. It communicates with God. It wants to honor God. It wants to please God. Our spirit understands where we need to go. Our spirit hears from God. But our flesh, it really doesn't want to obey what the spirit says many times. And when, we, when I say uh, our flesh, and I'm not necessarily speaking only about, you know, our, our bodies, our desires, physical desires, but our flesh really also refers to that part of our lives that's a little bit rebellious. That part of our lives that wants to please self, that ego, whatever's going to make me feel good, whatever's going to make me look better. It's everything about self. It has nothing to do with Jesus. It doesn't think about Jesus. It only wants to please self. And we can easily be at war within ourselves. When we're trying to choose, do I walk by the spirit or do I walk in the flesh? What do I do? I'm in conflict. What do we choose? We need to be careful with what we decide to follow. Because the problem that we have is that we often times choose our own path instead of God's plan. And the word of God says that, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Come on, how many of you have experienced that? You want to do something, but you just, you just don't want to. Your flesh doesn't want to follow what God is saying. We have this innate inclination to our sinful nature, to follow our flesh, to obey what our flesh wants. But the spirit is the one that we need to listen because he is the one that's in communication with Jesus. But it's difficult at times to make our flesh, our feelings, our emotions obey what God is saying. It's difficult to find ourselves in a place where we just say, yes, I'm going to walk by the Spirit and do everything the way Jesus wants. But what we need to understand this morning, what I want us to leave this place knowing, is that if we can sacrifice our desire, we can walk in divine direction. Come on, if we can sacrifice uh, and starve the flesh and not give it what it wants, that we can walk in the plan and the purpose that God has for our lives. If we are willing to sacrifice the I, the I want, I feel like, but this is what I want, and this is what I woke up feeling today, and I want, I desire, I need, and we can replace it with the Spirit, what the Spirit wants, where the Spirit is leading, where the Spirit is taking me, what the Spirit wants for my life, then I will be able to experience the life of freedom that God has for me. The thing that sometimes we don't realize, and I love that Paul addresses this, is that he says that we're not free to do whatever we want. The freedom that we have in Jesus isn't a pass to do whatever we want. What he's trying to explain to us is that God has set us free 
to live in the fullness of what he has for us. But every time we choose something other than the spirit of God, other than what God has for our lives, we're actually going to end up enslaved. Enslaved by feelings, enslaved by emotions, enslaved by what people say, enslaved by what my flesh wants me to do. The freedom that God wants for us is found in him and only in him. And so we can satisfy the flesh, right? We can satisfy a desire today and risk our tomorrow, or we can sacrifice the desire today and secure our tomorrow. Because our, our flesh, we may be able to satisfy it today, but when we walk by the Spirit of God, our lives will always be satisfied because he always gives us what we need. Jesus always knows when to give us what we need, the strength that we need, the peace that we need, the hope that we need. But we need to be willing to sacrifice a moment of selfish desire and walk in the purpose that God has for us. And this is essentially what Paul is saying to the Galatians. He's Imagine him writing this letter. He's probably sitting down somewhere. He's thinking about the Galatians. He's thinking about what they're going through. He's thinking about the conflict that they are facing. He's saying you have choices in front of you. Which one are you going to choose? It is conflicting. You are in trouble. But what he's telling them is he's saying you need to open up your eyes and you need to be aware of the spirit and the flesh. Be aware that there is something that if you follow will lead you in the opposite direction of Jesus. But if you stick by the spirit, if you stick by Jesus, you're always going to be in the right place. And I love that when Paul writes his letter, he's not writing as someone who has no idea what's happening. Paul, he, he has lived it. He knows what he's talking about. I love this verse in Romans chapter 7. Paul says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. I don't know if you've ever been in that place. You don't want to do this, but you end up doing it either way. You know that's not the way that God is calling you to go, but you end up going that direction either way. You know God's telling you, you need to be careful, you need to step back, you need to walk away, but you end up finding yourself in that place either way. A little bit further down, he says, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I don't know about you, but I have felt this way at times in my life. My spirit, it desires to do good. My spirit, it desires to follow Jesus. My, my spirit, it desires to honor him. But sometimes my flesh cannot carry it out. Sometimes what I desire is stronger than what God desires for me. So what do we do? How do we walk by the spirit? This is what Paul is trying to, to tell them. How can you walk by the spirit? How can you be aware? How can you be on the lookout? How can you fight to walk by the spirit? I want to share with you three things that I believe can help us walk by the Spirit. But I believe if we put into action today, we're going to be able to walk in the freedom that God has promised us we can walk in. The first thing that we need to do in order to walk by the Spirit is that we need to know. We need to know who God is and what he says. Because in order to walk by the Spirit, we need to know who's leading us, right? We need to know where we're going, and this only happens 
when we enter into our relationship with Jesus. It is one thing to, to know about someone, but it is something completely different to know that person. I mean, we can come to church and hear someone share a word with us, but do we know this God? Do we know this Jesus? Right? Is it, is it that we just let ourselves go by what people have said about him, or do we understand who he is? I don't know if it's happened to you, but sometimes maybe family members or friends, they'll, they'll tell you, hey, this person, you're going to meet them soon. They are amazing. They are incredible. I love them. They're so nice. They're the, you're going to love them. The day comes, you meet them, and you're just like totally disappointed. You're like, that, no, they're not that nice. Come on, you, you hear about someone, but it's different when you get to know that person, right? The way that you interact with that person is what's going to tell you the character of that person. And it's the same thing with Jesus. Unless we make time to follow Jesus, unless we make time to, to spend with Jesus, unless we take time to read his word, we're never going to find out what his character is. Do we want to know who we're following? Then we need to start by reading the word of God. Who does God say he is? What does he say about you? What does he say about your future? Do we want to know where we're going? Pick up your Bible. Take some time to pray, to spend time with Jesus. It requires intentionality. It requires investment on our end. Getting to know someone requires intentionality. When Alex and I, before we started dating, he had heard about me. I'm saying this because he's not here. Who cares, right? Well, he'll watch it later. It's fine. Uh, but before we started dating, he, he had heard about me. We had a mutual friend. And so back in the day, it was, it was MySpace. So he'd seen some of my pictures in MySpace. Anybody remembers MySpace? Uh-huh. And we had this mutual friend. So she had spoken to him about me, right? So he had an idea of who I was. There's this new girl that's in church. I've been inviting her for months, and she's finally here. But in order for Alex to get to know me, it required some intentionality, right? It required some investment, some, some investment of time, right, of trust, of resources. Hello? You got to take a girl to dinner. Come on. You want to get to know someone, it's going to require for you to be intentional about it. But I wonder how intentional we are being with our relationship with Jesus, we live in a world where we are constantly on the go. We're busy all the time. We're going to work. We, we're taking care of our kids. We're going to school. We're trying to make ends meet. We're just trying to do all these different things. And we can get lost in that. Never to sit back and say, Jesus, I want to know you. Jesus, I understand you've been so good to me. I understand that if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have anything of what I have. I wouldn't have this job. I wouldn't have this family. I wouldn't have freedom. I wouldn't have salvation. You deserve my best. That we would understand today, if we want to walk by the Spirit, we need to know the God of the Spirit. Do we want to know who God is? Let's spend some time with him. Right? We, we want to know him. It requires for us to be intentional. The second thing that we need to know is that we need to listen. We need to listen to his voice and his direction. Once we get to know Jesus, then we'll be able to distinguish his voice. 
And this is something that people struggle with a lot uh, because they, they ask themselves, okay, but how do I know it's the voice of God? Have you ever asked yourself that question? But how do I know it's the voice of God? Well, the voice of God will always align itself with the word of God. So you need to know God in order to know what he is like, in order to know his character. Because then when you hear his voice, you have a guide. If you're here and you tell me, well, Diana, I heard from God this morning. It was clear. I heard this voice and he said to me, you really need to cheat on your taxes this year. I would tell you that was not the voice of God because that does not align with the character of God, right? It's not who God is. God would not ask that of you because it is not who he is. The voice of God isn't always going to come down from heaven through like a loudspeaker saying, I'm here. This is what you need to know. The voice of God sometimes comes in the stillness. Like the word of God says, sometimes it is that. That's still small voice. But the more we get to know God and the more we listen, the more familiar we'll get to know with his voice. Uh, we, have a, we have a small dog and her name is Nikki and that is our baby. We are that kind of people. We are obsessed. That's my child. That's my kid. I love that girl. And Nikki, she, she's, she's hilarious. She's really funny. She um, wants all your attention. She's a brat. And so many times when we've been out of town, my mom watches her, and sometimes we FaceTime, and we, we say, Nikki, hello, and the TV could be on, people could be talking, but she immediately knows, that's my mama calling, that's, my, that's her voice, that, I know that voice, right, I know, that, I know that's the girl that feeds me, I know that's the girl that takes care of me, I know that's the one that loves me, she knows my voice, even in the midst of other voices. And it happens because she has gotten used to it over time. The first time I saw her, she didn't recognize my voice because she wasn't used to it. But if we stick around for long enough, we're going to begin to understand and hear his voice. Sometimes she wants to go into the bathroom and roll around in the carpet. She just likes to do that, right? So sometimes they see her, and I see her intentions. I know you're trying to get in that room. So I look at her, I say, Nikki, no. She looks at me, she looks at the door, she looks back at me, she looks at the door, she's thinking about it. Who am I going to listen to? There's conflict in her mind. Do I run in? Do I go to her? What do I do? She turns back around, she comes to me, she obeys me, not because she fears me, but because she knows I love her. And it's the same thing with God. When we hear the voice of God, we, we don't go to him because we are afraid of him. We go to him because we understand this is my father who loves me. This is the God in heaven who cares about my future, who cares about my life. So wherever he's calling me, I'm listening and I'm walking and I'm going because I know no one else in this world will want anything else from my life other than Jesus. I love this verse in John chapter 10. Jesus says, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus knows your voice. Do you know his? Because if you don't know his voice, then you're not going to know who to follow. Because if you don't get familiar with his voice, you're easily going to find yourself entangled in things you shouldn't be entangled in.
Because if you don't learn to recognize his voice when you're facing conflict, you're not going to know where to go. And God wants you to live the purpose that he has for you, but it starts with listening. We need to quiet down the voices that are loud in our minds. Opinions, people, what they're saying, what we are saying about ourselves. We need to, for a moment, sit back and stop talking and say, Jesus, what are you saying to me? We come to church, we sing, we pray, we go home, we ask. We say, Jesus, I need, Jesus, I want. But how many times do we sit back and say, Jesus, what, what do I need to do with my life? Jesus, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. I need you. Before we run to our friends, before we run to post on Facebook, I'm feeling so bad today. Why don't we go to Jesus and listen? And say, Jesus, you are my friend, you are my counselor, you are my father. Tell me, speak to me, I want to hear you, I want to be familiar with your voice. I want to know where you're leading me. I don't want to miss an opportunity to walk in your will. Because if I'm in his will, I will always be in the right place, secure. His love surrounds me, his grace surrounds me, I will be okay. But can we listen to him? I want to encourage us and challenge us this week to listen to him. We make time for everything. We need to make time for Jesus. I challenge you this week to take at least five, ten minutes out of your time and just sit down still. Don't say anything other than Jesus speak to me. I want to be familiar with your voice and what you have for me. And the last thing that we need to do is that we need to obey the spirit that is leading us. Walking in the spirit, it, it requires action. That's why it says we have to walk by the Spirit, right? We, we have to put some action to what we know because we can know about Jesus and we may have already heard the voice of God, but if we know and hear and do nothing, then that's as good as nothing. Then we really are wasting our time. We can come to church every week and sit here and hear someone say something and, and sing and say, well, yeah, I believe that Jesus is calling me to do something. But if we leave this place never to put anything into action, then we're always going to be in the same place. And obeying the spirit, it, it doesn't always come easy. Right? I don't know about you, but obeying isn't always fun. Obeying isn't necessarily our nature. If you think of little kids, obeying is not something that they're born just wanting to do willingly. Right? Sometimes you, you look at them and they're going to touch something, do something, and you're telling them no, and they're looking at you and they're just like, I'm going to do it anyway. Right? But we can be like that. We can be the same way. We face conflict and and do I obey my flesh or do I obey what God says? Do I obey what I want or do I obey what's going to be good for my life? It's conflict. And so do we want to choose to live enslaved to our flesh? Enslaved to our feelings? Enslaved to what we want today, to how we feel today? Or do we want to live in freedom? Do we want to experience the promises that God has for us? It starts today. Maybe today is the day where you need to make a decision. And I want to challenge us. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not speaking or saying this from a place that doesn't struggle. I struggle just like you. Obeying 
Sometimes it's hard. But maybe Jesus is talking to you today and maybe Jesus is telling you today. Maybe Jesus is asking you to make a decision today. What's the decision that you need to make this morning to start walking by the Spirit? Maybe for you this morning is to get out of your comfort zone. To stop hiding behind excuses of what you think you can and cannot do. To stop saying, well, this is my lot in life and I will never do anything better than this. And life has just put me in this place and I can't get out of it. Maybe God is asking you today to make that decision to say, stop with the excuses. Start obeying me. Maybe the decision that we need to make today is to stop going to certain places. Stop hanging out with certain people. Stop listening to certain conversations. Stop watching certain things. Maybe for some of us this, this morning, the, the one thing God wants us to do is to remove ourselves from certain relationships. Maybe he's telling you this morning, you, you know what I've been telling you. You've heard my voice. You just decided to do something else. You've just decided to ignore it. You've just decided to think it's just a suggestion. But what I want of you is to do what I'm saying because I know where I want to take you. What is God asking of you today? What have you been struggling with letting go? I believe that today is the perfect day to do a self examination of our souls, of our hearts, of our desires. What is God telling us? Today is a day where we can surrender it to Him. Maybe He's saying it's time. It's time that you obey my word. It's time that you get planted in church. It's time that you stop playing this little church game that you show up whenever life is bad, but you'll never acknowledge me again. Maybe it's time that you surround yourself with people that care. Maybe it's time that you join a connect group and find people who are going to encourage you. Maybe it's time that you stop coming in and out of church, never to do anything that will give you purpose. Maybe it's time that you join Dream Team. Maybe it's time that you find people that would help you. Maybe it's time that you say, I need help, that you acknowledge the fact that you need some help. Come on, can we get up on our feet this morning? Because I really believe in my heart that there are some of us here today that God is asking us, has been asking us for years, for months. He's been saying you need to sacrifice that desire you have today to secure your tomorrow. He's saying as much as you think you'll be okay, as much as you think you want this one thing, Listen to me because I have something better for you. Sometimes obeying God will be painful. It will be uncomfortable. But we've got to be willing to walk in the pain that maybe lasts for a minute in order to be able to walk in the fullness of what God has for us. He's got a promise for you. He has a hope and a future for your life. And my prayer this morning is that we wouldn't sabotage what he has for us. For the sake of our desire today. That this morning we would say, Jesus, I, I give you my life. That this morning we would say, Jesus, I give you my desires. I want them to be your desires. I need you to strengthen me. I need you to 
get me out of this place. He will be faithful to help you, but we need to start walking. Because you can want change all you want, but unless you're willing to do something about it, then life will always be the same. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay stuck in one place. I want to be able to do what God has called me to do. I want to be able to experience his goodness, his mercy, his grace, the plans for my life. I wonder what God is asking you to let go of this morning. It may go against everything that you want today. But it's what's going to secure your future. Do it for God. Do it for the God that that sent his son Jesus to shed his blood for you and for me. Do it for yourself, for the plans that God has for you. For your family, for the people you love. To see the fullness of the life God has for you. I want us to take a moment as we close to, to pray. Because I really don't want us to leave this place the same. I don't know about you, but I don't want to come into church and waste my time. But I get out as much as I'm willing to put in. And I'm willing this morning to say, Jesus, take every area of my life. Jesus, the area that I don't want to change, the area that I'm holding on to. And you're holding on to these things and you're saying, I can't let them go. But Jesus is telling you, the second you let go, I promise you there will be something better for you. I promise you, you will experience freedom. Can we just close our eyes for a moment? And in the stillness of this moment, with what we know about our God, we know that he is good. We know that he is faithful. We know that he loves us. We know that he will never turn his back against us. We know who he is. We know his character. He is our father. He loves you. Can we take a moment to listen to his word this morning? What is he asking of you? Whatever he's asking you to do, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because he loves you more than anything in the world. This morning, God, we thank you, Jesus, that you are our father, that you are our savior. God, this morning we come to you, God, to give you everything that's getting in the way of you and us. Everything that's getting in the way of our future, of the plan and the hopes you have for our lives, Jesus. This morning, God, we come to you and we thank you. God, that you're a good God, that you're a merciful God. That there is grace that regardless of what we may have done in the past, Jesus, you are still good today. God, that in you there is fullness of life, there is freedom, there is hope, and there is love. And so this morning we ask that you will strengthen us, God. In this moment we ask that you will give us the strength that we need to say no to the things you don't want us to do. To the things we need to walk away from. To any kind of behavior or thought pattern. God, that today you will break chains in this place. Chains of addiction. Chains of habits that have not allowed us to see you. Jesus, we thank you, God. We thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that this morning, God, your spirit is here setting people free. God, we thank you that you are good. We pray that you will be with us. God, strengthen us. Fill up our hearts with your, with your grace, with your goodness, Jesus. God, fill us with peace, with strength, God. May we be able to walk by the Spirit, Jesus. Whenever conflict comes near, God, may we be able to be in tune with who you are and with your Spirit, Jesus. We want to see the future you have for us. God, we want to walk 
and the promises you have for us. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Come on. Maybe you're here this morning and and you've heard me talk about Jesus and you've heard me talk about this future that he has for you, but perhaps you don't know Jesus yet. Maybe you're here and you're saying, Diana, I've heard about Jesus, but I don't know him. I haven't experienced a relationship with him. I believe that this morning he brought you to this place because he's calling you home. He's saying, I am your father. I'm your friend. I, I want to do life with you. I want to help you in life. I want you to understand there is more for you. So in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. But I'm going to ask the rest of us to close our eyes and bow our heads just for privacy and concentration. Nobody's looking around. But if you're here in this place and you say, Diana, I've been trying on my own for too long. I've been trying to get out of this mess. I've been trying to get out of this situation. I've been trying to change my life, but I just can't. I believe you're here for a reason. I believe today is the day where you can say yes to Jesus. He can help you. He's coming alongside of you and he doesn't care what you did yesterday, last week, last year. He doesn't care if you think it's the worst thing in the world. There is grace for you this morning. He's saying, I love you. Come to me. And all you have to say is, yes, I need you, Jesus. I want you. He loves us so much that even while we We were still sinners while we didn't deserve anything. He sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me. So that we wouldn't live a life bound to our feelings, our emotions, our circumstances. But so that we would experience fullness of life. So that we would experience freedom. Jesus shed his blood for you and for me. And all we have to do this morning is say, I want to know you. And he will be faithful to come in your life, in your heart, and help you. He will give you direction. He will give you purpose this morning. So in a moment, I'm going to count to three. And if you're that person here, if you're saying yes to Jesus, if you need him to come and help you change your life around, give you hope, all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. This is just between you and Jesus. I just want to acknowledge you. So if that's you in this place, if you're saying yes to Jesus, if you need Jesus in your life, one, two, three, why don't you raise your hand this morning? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. God bless you. Hey, with every eye so close and every head bowed, we're, we're going to say a prayer. And I want you to repeat, the, repeat this prayer after me. If you raise your hand, it is not this prayer that saves you but it's you purposely putting your trust in jesus it's your commitment with jesus this morning so i'm going to ask the whole church to repeat after me and let's pray together this morning say dear jesus i thank you for this opportunity i thank you for dying for me i believe that you're the son of god and that you're resurrected come into my life make me new Transform my heart, give me a hope, and give me a future. From today on, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on.